I'm here with Jonas. I think the second conversation that we've had on the Micro Solidarity channel, you've just had a retreat and you want to reflect on it with me. So tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after our last conversation, I was kind of thinking about who to do this with and how to kind of frame it. Um, and what came up, like, because the year was progressing and it was September at some point, and I was like, okay, let's try to get this done this year and make it like, um, an end of the year reflecting back on the year thing for activists from Vienna um, and yeah we did that um, two weeks ago uh, I hosted it together with four other people um, and we had uh, eight participants <laughs> which was a very comfortable ratio <laughs> of um, uh, yeah, hosting team to participants um, and yeah, um, we went to a house in the woods for, for four days and had an open space agenda and some um, some like prepared sessions that um, me and some other folks hosted on like reflecting on the year and visioning for the next year and, um, and some like basic support structures in place. And it was really nice. It, it worked out well. There was no big drama. Nothing unexpected happened um, except a few people canceling <laughs> short notice. <laughs> And it was also very exhausting. And uh, I see like a lot of like the, the way the planning process and the preparation process went um, could have been a lot better. Um, yeah, there was like, I, I kind of just took on all of the logistics and all of the organization and planning because everyone else didn't have time and I wanted them to be there <laughs> as mm. co-hosts. Um, mm. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. You just have to come and co-host it with me. Um, and that led to me just having a way more clear picture of what uh, what I wanted to do to do there and what kind of space I wanted to this to be. Um, and also having been in Bejarak and the Embodying Collective Transformation residency for a month before that um, led to me having quite the clear picture of what I want this to be. And everybody else wasn't there, so um, yeah, yeah. It, it was challenging for me to kind of ease into what's happening there and not try to make something happen um but just be like present with what's what's there and yeah um i i guess my question or like the, what i'm wondering about is like how to make a process like that more smooth when there's different levels of experience in a hosting team and how to kind of um create opportunity for everybody to grow while um also like kind of holding everyone and not yeah. um, and everybody feeling supported uh yeah, for me, it was kind of hard to feel supported sometimes because I felt so like um, I felt like I was the only person who had the whole picture and the whole overview and like how to share that on the fly and like rely on others. And uh, um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering what are your thoughts on kind of building trust in a hosting team or preparing for something like yeah. this together? Yeah. Um, I guess whenever there's that level of inequality in terms of how much context people have or how much time they have or how much experience they have or commitment you know those kind of things yeah um i i my first instinct is is to make it more transparent mm. and so that it's um it's a kind of explicit part of the system that we're working with so i went my first question is like how much yeah did you have a way of talking about that you know like i'm the host and you're the helpers or like was there any kind of way of making that distinction or was it like we're the hosting team and it just so happens that i'm doing 80 percent of the labor yeah um we didn't make it super explicit um i think it was implicitly quite <laughs> clear yeah um 
but um i i talked about it like in a few moments i was like okay i notice i just have a very clear picture because i've been doing a lot of work around it and preparing the program and so and so and but there was like this kind of um, impulse towards like green we're all equals <laughs> here yeah. um that was partly coming from the others and also from within me because it's like yeah part of me can be uncomfortable with like stepping into this explicit role of hey i'm holding this and please help me um and so i yeah it what i there was never a moment when we made it super clear and explicit mm. yeah mm. do you want to tell me more about that discomfort yeah it's like i like the the conversation goes like i don't i also i'm also just learning this i don't know like i i don't feel competent to step into this leadership position um i have ideas about it i'm willing to try um but i can't kind of promise that it's going to be great and i i see how there is like some story about what leadership means <laughs> in there but um yeah that's like sometimes that can kind of covertly take over <laughs> what's happening and um and then like i kind of just back off and i'm like okay you know but what what do you think how do you want to do it and then the other person says how they want to do it and i'm not satisfied with it and i'm like ah <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um so you don't want to claim to be excellent and say like i know what's going to happen it's going to be amazing trust me yeah um what what is unique about you though like what what qualities are you bringing that you do feel really comfortable with that you know like yeah i'm showing up and doing this that very few other people are doing here and what mm. yeah what is the uniqueness of your role mm. i guess in this context um just bringing in the experience of like spaces like the micro solidarity gathering or ECTs like just having been in those spaces and having experienced what's possible um and like kind of bringing the the torch <laughs> back <laughs> um to a new space um and i i really very much trust in my ability to hold people with compassion and like create a a warm and spacious and safe environment for people um and and really like hold difference with care and like mm. when something happens in the room where there's tension and not freak out like i i know i can do that um mm. and yeah and like i have a clear picture of what are the the singular things that like the the like the small interventions that make space for something really amazing to emerge mm. um and it's not that i came up with them <laughs> i learned them from you or carlo yeah. other people <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah i i have a sense for how that works yeah hmm. that was easy to admit <laughs> <laughs> good good um it sounds a little bit like i'm trying to get a feel for how much of this is about um you know specific skills and practices and like oh i know that at this point you can just run this group process and it, and it goes well yeah. and how much of it is the kind of feeling tone that like when you say carrying the torch is that about processes or is that about vibes mm ah good question <laughs> i think the carrying the torch is more about vibes um mm. but it kind of yeah it comes along with processes as well like i like i know which processes support vibes <laughs> but yeah um 
what I'm aiming for is the vibes. I'm not like I don't really care about the processes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm, what's going on in my mind is just like I wonder if there's a way when you're starting out as a team um, to have some kind of mapping process, basically, where where the five of you could each say you know, just have this conversation like what's the what's your superpower that you bring to a group or mm. and and what's your you know anticipating that there is this like what you call the green thing you know like this this um tendency to to go like to equalize all differences and to be all into the sameness like yeah um what are your superpowers and also like what are the i don't know what i'm trying to find the right word it's not quite shadows so it's but it's like what resistance do you have to showing up in your full mm. brilliance you know and and to be transparent about that with each other and then because i can imagine if i knew that like what you really want is to maintain that emotional state that helps the group be at peace and like have an easeful way of dealing with with differences and so on it's like if that's really clear in my mind it's like okay i'll just make sure that if i see you losing that if basically if you lose your calm i'm gonna be i'm gonna step right in and be like hey hey hey, hey come over here <laughs> let's get it you know yep. um but that's a very subtle thing that i don't expect a new collaborator is going to immediately pick up on without without making it transparent. Like in our team with the hum, we have what's called the team user manual, and basically everyone's got one page, and it's like mm. these are my superpowers. This is how I need feedback. This is how I want to show up. This is how much capacity I've got. Those kind of just a few key questions. Yeah. And then I guess the other question is, um, you know, I think you asked how to make it more smooth, and I'm like, well, maybe it doesn't. Maybe smooth is just not a realistic. <laughs> Maybe that's not how it goes. Like, do you anticipate that this group is gonna, like the hosting team itself, and do you anticipate that that's gonna you're gonna keep doing stuff together and grow and and become a thing, or or are you, or are you thinking like you might have to do a bunch of like these fresh, you know, new hosting teams coming together, and then it's like, how do I do that efficiently or something? Yeah. So I'm anticipating to to be doing more work with them, um, with the same people, um, maybe in like shifting constellations um but <clears throat> there's definitely like excitement in the whole group to keep doing things like this um mm -hmm. and but also like everybody's seeing oh yeah maybe maybe kind of a bit different next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah and like smooth maybe isn't like isn't the thing to aim for but what i mean by that is to not feel drained and exhausted afterwards yeah. um yeah so kind of there can be bumps in the road and there can be difficult moments but to to know that like the the like the hosting team crew is like capable of holding these things in a way that um aren't requiring any one person to hold everything um yeah 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 um something i heard from justin at carla ect was was their ambition was we're going to run these three residencies and our standard of success is if we get to the end with more energy than we started, then we know we've really nailed it. And <laughs> I, I love that. Like, and that has been um, a guiding light for me too, as a host is like, at least, I mean, it's, I think it's fine to, to run an event and then need a day or two to recover, but literally a day or two, like a weekend, not, not a, not a like, whoa, I'm completely, yep. you know, kind of reeling. Um, so I'm wonder, it makes me wonder how you're, how what happens after the event you know like what are you doing as far as like retrospectives and debrief and integrating lessons and and uh, yeah making sure that you actually took something away from that process and is that a good is that a good quality standard they're like we just want to be able to do these things without being mm -hmm. exhausted at the end yeah 
yeah, I think that that's a really good quality standard for like personal experience. And then of course, there's other things regarding the participants experience, but um, yeah, what we do in terms of retrospective is <laughs> we kind of <laughs> um, screwed it up a little bit this time because we didn't find a date for the retrospective before the event happened. Mm -hmm. um, and then like on the evening of the event, like of the last day, like when everybody left, we just went for some food together and had a chat for two hours. But that was like, we were all pretty like empty mm -hmm. at that point and there wasn't much energy. Um, and now we uh, couldn't find a date until like the 27th of December, which is like three weeks afterwards. So kind of a little bit too late. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and there, the idea is to um, to look at different aspects of of like how did we feel, um, what is the feedback we got from the participants, how did the whole process before and during the event work, and um, what are things we would have needed to feel more easy or like yeah, were there any moments of disconnect or tension? Um, and yeah, that's that. And there's no like we don't have a specific format for that yet, but I guess yeah, there will be some form of start stop continue or something like that um, yeah. yeah yeah um the other thing this is kind of linking back to the start um how much of your vision is on paper mm. <laughs> none <laughs> <laughs> um, because if you want people to be sharing more of it um this is what i've been learning you know like i've got a vision for the micro solidarity network and and people know that I have a vision for it because I have these like hard lines and edges and strong opinions about stuff. Mm. Um, but they can only discover it by kind of asking me and prodding or trying something and watching me be disappointed, <laughs> uh, which is just not a very empowering process. And so like, I've been going through this, this gradual work to try and get it out and say like, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's all these different components and to describe it in a way where it's not shutting down possibilities and saying it must be my way. But mm. like, these are the components that are kind of in my imagination and I just want to put them down there as a, as a starting for people to, to go like, oh, I'm excited about that, but I would do it this other way. And yeah. then that's a really useful conversation. Um, but yeah, I'm just wondering when would be a good time, like if it's now or if it's after another couple of loops or something to start getting that out of your heart and mind and onto the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it kind of links to some other questions because we're not just like a group of friends doing this. We're... Um, kind of part of of an organization called mm. civil action network um which one of us started or like a, a few of us started a few years back and like slowly pulled other people in and i joined them this summer and we had a really good flow and um so it's like part of this larger process of figuring out what this network is be is, is going to be and like <laughs> kind of visioning there together um and and within that like what i'm most excited about is these retreat spaces or like um yeah explorative personal development whatever like community building spaces um and for that it would be a really good moment to to write things out actually pretty soon yeah just for me personally also like um yeah. it doesn't have to be that we kind of take that vision and try to implement it in this context but um and we're thinking about writing some grant applications to the EU for like a larger project next year, including some of these events. So it's like that it would be good to be clear about the vision before we do that together. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, have you seen the network map that I've been working on for micro solidarity? 
Um, and uh, I don't think I looked at it in right. detail. Well, I'll, I'll yeah. quickly share screen just to give you. Yeah. This is a new way of doing things that I um, am prototyping here. Um, so it's in the it's in the in the uh, handbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and what I'm trying to get at is is like there's all each of these horizontal lines is like a subset of the vision. So there's like theory, mm -hmm. here's events, here's online community, and then it's kind of like here's a snapshot of what we currently have. And then mm -hmm. here's a snapshot of what the vision might be, you know, in a really vague way. And then each of this, these three columns is like to do, doing, done. So it's just like a Kanban project management system. Yeah. So it's like a vision that's tied to tasks. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the hope is that because we're, we're going to start um, this coordination group, this is the like network support crew. We're going to start mm -hmm. that in January and have a monthly cycle where we'll look at this together, develop it more in a collaborative way rather than just me, and then start populating these tasks and moving them through the system. And ideally, what I'd love to see is that over time in the network, there'd be basically a working group around each one of these things, you know, and and, yeah. and maybe these are the wrong definitions and other working groups are going to form and do their own thing. Um, and then we also have, this is the like ways of working, like how are we doing, what's our purpose for one working group? This is just for one working group. Like what are our objectives? work cycles, decision-making, et cetera. So like, I'm, I don't know if this, how this is going to work because it's just the first sketch and we'll see how it actually gets adopted <laughs> by the team in the network. But I'm excited about this combo vision to-do list thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. The, the coach in me wants to say that's a, that's not a vision. That's a, <laughs> that's a to-do list. But <laughs> There's all these little micro visions next yeah, to the yeah. to-do list. <laughs> no, it's, it's really cool to um, make it actionable. Yeah. Mm, yeah and then people can see where they fit in right it's like oh i've got heaps i've got heaps of, of skills and experience in this particular domain so like i'll focus in there yep that makes sense cool yeah um something like that would be good to kind of clarify the direction that this could take or yeah and also to give people a chance to like for informed consent do i want to yeah. be part of this um because I think the way that it went this time, I like, I kind of really kicked it off with one person, with Jan, my like, main collaborator in this. Um, and we kind of framed it and came up with like the the context for it or like the, the invitation and, and calling question and stuff. Um, and thought about who we want to invite and then thought about, okay, who else do we want to be on the team? Um, and then... I just asked those people, do you want to be part of this? And just like loosely described what it's about. Um, but the larger project uh, process of having a long conversation about what's going to be happening and with like out of which motivation was just between two people. And I'm not sure that everybody on the hosting team was actually fully in the loop about what our idea was. And this yeah, was due to like, a perceived lack of capacities to kind of open that process up but yeah yeah but to see that for the future yeah yeah i get that um another thing that's on my mind um you know when we met in belgium and i was i was hosting that gathering uh with a team of five people as well and we were i think um we had a reasonably sophisticated design you know there's a lot of thought there's a lot of people with a lot of talent and capacity um uh, it was kind of a full program in some ways. Like mm -hmm. it's the kind of thing that I could never pull off by myself. Like I need to have a full, highly competent team. Um, in in Denver, when we had the second micro solidarity retreat, the day before the gathering started, my two co-hosts dropped out, 
because of COVID. And so it was this thing. Well, I freaked out for a long time. And then, <laughs> and then basically it was this real confrontation with um, that w- the way that we did it in Belgium is not resilient to change. Hmm. Um, and so I was one of the, I, I don't know about you, I always find with these kind of retreats that there's a kind of emergent question or an emergent lesson or something that's like banging me on the head, like mm. ding, 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 yeah. this is the lesson <laughs> for you today. Uh, so there's a big thing for me about giving up control, but one of my collaborators there um, gave me this phrase. She was, she just said like, Rich, what's the least that you can do? Mm. Yeah. And I'm wondering about in your, just like from the top of your mind, like if you imagine doing this in a way that is um, not exhausting, at least, and ideally regenerating in a four day gathering with say 15 to 30 people, what's the least that you could do? And, and you'd feel like this is actually going to be really valuable for people. Mm. Yeah. I think the, the focus would shift a little bit towards setup and like, um seeding the space with the right kind of impulses um in the invitation because this time it was really loose it was let's come together to reflect how the year went in our activist engagements and like what what are the seeds you planted and the things that grew out of them and what did you harvest and let's look forward to the next year it was not very like um, people didn't really know like what to expect from that in Mm. terms of feeling or vibe um and I think that's where I would put some more effort next time mm-hmm. is in setting up the the frame in a way so that it, on the one hand, attracts people that are really down for that, um, for like a close, rich, vulnerable community experience. Um, and on the other hand, um, so that that everybody that is there is on the same page about like what's going to be happening um, or like what kind of, yeah, what kind of vibe to expect. And then, uh, hmm, what's the least I could do during that event? Yeah, I think there's some sort of minimum structure that's necessary to to have that feeling of, okay, we're here together and it's not just a bunch of random people, like some sort of circle structure throughout the day or like this time we kind of framed it all around the meals, like the mm-hmm. meals were common moments and then there was a morning circle um and the sessions were kind of non-mandatory or <laughs> we explicitly said come if you want but you don't have to um yeah hmm. mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like i hit i hit it yet <laughs> the, the the aha moment <laughs> of that question um yeah i think what I'm really excited about in those moments is when people can really meet each other and then there's enough trust and safety so that people can get real with each other. And yeah, it's not quite obvious to me right now what I can, like what is the, the least I can do to make that happen. Um, yeah. Because like I have a lot of thoughts about, oh, yeah, I could do all of these 10 things <laughs> that would contribute to trust being present. And then in the end, I would, be the like oh. oh maybe it's be trusting myself like make sure that i i can model trust and vulnerability or yeah that i feel safe and or the the hosting team can model that um hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, because maybe it's not about creating a lot of different structures and then we are all busy all the time maintaining them. Um and and the vibe people get from from the people that invite them uh it's like oh everybody's pretty busy here i bet they get busy too <laughs> um yeah maybe it's really just more about that about kind of tending to the to the well-being of people or like yeah that's pretty much what happens to me in denver like yeah. Um, because I was thrown so far out of my comfort zone that I had no choice but to give up on all of the process design that we had made all of these different things that we'd planned. So I can't do that without a team of people that know how to play that game with me. I need my co-stars, you know? Yeah. So then um, all I really did was, well, there's the convening. Mm. And, I, and I, you didn't name that, but I think there might be something you're doing that's important too, which is like, really proactively bringing the right people into the room and mm. and saying like it's really important to me that we get to a room like that that needs to happen and holding that um i i don't know at all but i'm just guessing that in in vienna in the activist scene you're probably the one with the the strongest commitment to like we need to be in a space we need to be reflective we need to feel safe we need to have trust like mm. You're, yeah. one of the, you're one of the ones yeah. <laughs> that really treasures that, you know, yeah. and that's that's crucial. So there's a thing that's being done, but it's already happened before everyone arrived. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, what happened to me in Denver was like my opening words to the group were basically just disclosing my own vulnerability and stress and like this is what the experience has been like and modeling, it's okay. Like it's been a hard day and it's fine. And I'm just going to be real with you and I'm not going to put up a mask and pretend that things are easier than they are. And that set the emotional tone at the start and sort of rings the bell. It's like, this is what we're doing here. We're being transparent with each other in a yeah. self-responsible way. Um, and then I literally feel like I did hardly anything else apart from moving through the space and and having contact with people one-on-one -on -one and, and, and helping them find their way into the group, you know? Yeah. And, and all of the group process stuff I let go of all of the designs that I had in mind. And there was some, you know, there's moments where just like spontaneously I'm in a small group conversation that someone else is leading and they asked me to contribute in a certain way. And that that's a like effortless, a joy, you know, a joy to contribute. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that this, your conclusion of like setting that emotional tone was basically what happened to me. Mm. Um, <laughs> I didn't strategize it that way, but, but yeah, it felt, basically it felt like the right, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It felt like the best thing that I could offer for the least effort. Yeah. You know, like the biggest impact for the least effort. And that that's very sustainable. It's very nourishing. It's like <laughs> people were like coming up, how can I help? How can I help? I'm like, it's fine. It's handled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Partly because they had all some collaborators in the room that were taking care of things. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could say more about the feeling blank. Because I saw you squint slightly when I said it's about convening and having the vision for who should mm. be there and all that sort of thing. But mm. like, I, there's something that you're doing that I think is mm. quite unique, and and I wonder if it's about the feeling, the specific, um, the mood, you know, the vibe, the way that people are, are treating each other, like the way that people can open up in a certain way. How how do you describe that that dimension of the work to others? Or mm. yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, it's like uh, maybe I can uh, say like why I care about it or why I think it's important. I don't know, or I'm not quite sure what where your questions. I want I want to know how you describe. Like I, I'm guessing, if mm -hmm. you're like me, you have a sense. You have a you have a some kind of there's some um sense organ inside of you that can read when it's right and knows yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. not right and will make adjustments <laughs> and i want to know how, what are the words that you use to describe yeah. when it's right you know okay. like what's the thing that you're going for yeah right yeah the thing i'm going for is like this sense of um like presence and like openness where i i i can kind of sense into the field of connections that is in the room and um and like the baseline for that after the first day where everybody's a bit anxious and gets to know each other is like is like gentle and wavy and and then when something happens it's immediately obvious like when there's some tension it's like mm. ah, okay um that needs attention um mm. whereas in a lot of activist spaces usually like the the landscape is more like ah, 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 as the baseline <laughs> um and you don't know when there's actual things mm. that need taken care of because everybody's so anxious all the time um mm. or kind of suspecting that someone has a hidden agenda or like there's like power plays going on and all this stuff um and so what i'm kind of going for is yeah just the sense of i can i don't need to hide anything here i can mm -hmm. um say what's going on within me even if that means saying like oh that what you just said um made me sad or angry or frustrated me or something um because i want like because i trust that we both commit to um engaging in this process until we feel easy about it again um mm -hmm. kind of this yeah like knowing that um i i don't have to take care of my emotions on my own like i i take responsibility for them um but i can kind of use the group as a echo chamber or like a resonance body to figure out what's happening and like then then it's like a co-creative process of uh of understanding and learning how social dynamics work and how we can be more present with each other and and the shit that's going on around us and like yeah show up fully to to the challenge of like solving <laughs> the mess that we're in. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, yeah. The image that comes to mind as you're describing that is like, if the, if you're, if you're more familiar activist context is like a swimming pool with like lots of people jumping in and out and there's all this like, mm, yeah, this is more like a hot bath where maybe there's multiple, maybe it's a spa, maybe people, multiple people are in there, but they're settled. And so when, yeah. when someone moves, you actually notice the ripple and yep. you're like, Oh, okay. We can respond yeah. to that. Yep, What's yep, going yep. on there? Yeah. Um, why? What's 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 the point of doing that? Hmm. It's just um, it just like, takes so much less energy globally <laughs> to do that together than <laughs> if everybody tries to figure it out on their own. Like that, that's one of the main things I took away from ECT is like being in that kind of <laughs> spa <laughs> bath <laughs> uh, where you immediately notice a ripple and you can immediately take care of it like it, you don't carry attention with you for a week until mm. it kind of explodes and then you have this big thing and it takes ages to um get back into connection with someone um but it's just a minor thing and you can take care of it immediately together and then like 
you can move on you can mm. grow from there um you're not held back um and it's like more of a flow state of like engaging in personal and interpersonal development together and like yeah and we don't know how to self-organize as a culture like we don't we, we're just learning it um we're just learning the ways of being that are required to for humans to stay around much longer mm. um and the way i see it this this way of being together is, is the way forward like that's the way how we learn how we can become more of that together mm. yeah I'm, i what i'm hearing in that is like paying attention like creating the conditions where people can pay attention to the impact they're having on each other mm -hmm. so they can clean up in an efficient yes. way when there's some kind of tension build or some kind of mistrust happens or some kind of like oh i'm i'm withdrawing from you you know you've done something and now i yeah. now i want to create more space between us and that in the right conditions you can actually notice that and respond and, and quickly weave the social fabric back together and yeah. not in an anxious way, not like, oh my God, we're gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, no, I want to be in connection with you. Like, how do we how do we come back into that, yeah. into that state of mutuality again? That um now my question is like, um, I know the value of that and you know the value of that, but do you think that that's the thing that you put on the label that says this is what we're doing? Or is that the kind of Trojan horse uh while we say we're doing so we're, we're doing reflecting on your activist here? Yeah, that, that's that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, that is actually looping back to something that I wanted to bring up earlier, and then we kind of mm. moved on from that. It's like how yeah. to acclimate acclimate people to this kind of culture, um, mm. because when you said like what you did in Denver it was in the opening, you were just like super transparent and vulnerable, and kind of modeled that way of being. Um, I remember a few moments in the in the in that gathering that we did where I tried to do something similar. Like, yeah, and and I noticed how people were like, "What is he doing? <laughs> that, yeah. That's uncomfortable. I don't want to be doing that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of wondering how to like. Mm, I know that that it's gonna be uncomfortable in some moments, and it's okay, yeah. and normal. But like, what's the pace of accl acclimating people to? Yeah. 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 I I don't know. I think um I think you said before you said informed consent. I think that might be part of the puzzle is like I didn't do this and I and actually this is one of the regrets from the last well from all of my gatherings really, but especially from the last <laughs> one, is like giving people helping them set their expectations really clearly. And it's hard because it's it's like it doesn't matter what you write, people don't read it. Most people don't read it. So it's like <laughs> how to get really, really efficient in the communication delivery of like this is what you yeah. can expect. Um, but I came away from that last gathering thinking, imagine this is a psychedelic retreat. And and the kind of informed consent you give people before they go into a psychedelic retreat is like, this is what you can expect. These are the risks. Like this could be a really intense emotional experience for you. If it goes well, you can expect some kind of breakthroughs. <laughs> we can't promise them, you know, like um, you might have a, a nominated next of kin or like who's your who's your support person who's not going to be here that we can call if you're really mm. distressed. Like um, I think giving people more, and maybe that even happens in like the application process, like more kind of priming about if this goes well, it'll be a deep experience. And and we want to support you in and getting untangled and unstuck on some on some of your interpersonal and interior dynamics that like if it goes well it'll be therapeutic and we're not qualified therapists so there's like 
there's an awkward kind of um, yeah. <laughs> line to walk there. Um, and I'd love to just get better at explaining that in a way that um, I, I have a theory. Well, it's not complete theory. It's partly from practice of like, there's a way where you can describe the invitation so clearly that people self-filter and the right, all the right people come and you don't have to have this role of like being the decider of who should be in or out. You just say, this is what we're up for. Yeah. If you're up for that, come along. And and that it's a real, it's a, it's really kind if you can give that level of clarity to people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's also the thing I'm aiming for, I think is it, or the, the learning that came out of this is that, okay, there needs to be more explicit um, descriptions of what you can expect in this kind of space. And what it immediately brings up is like this thought of how is it going to grow like that? Like if only the people who are okay with this kind of culture anyway, come like, what's the point <laughs> in doing it kind of like, um, how, how do I bring it to people? Like what's the, hmm, what's like the first small experience of that? Like the, how, how to get people excited about uh. trying this out, like, you know, um, that aren't quite there yet. I mean, would are you similar to me in that you're like I have a sense that basically a lot of what's happening in climate activism specifically, um, this was basically it's just very unappealing to me, and I'm like I I just think you're approaching this in a way that's like I admire your commitment and enthusiasm, but mm. I just don't I don't think it's strategic. I don't think it's helpful because mm. of the emotional tone. Are you like me on that, or are you a bit more um, optimistic than I am? Um. Am I like you in that I see climate activism like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in some ways, yeah. Yeah. Because my approach there is basically to be the happiest person in the room. You know, like not just happy, but <laughs> effective. Like, look, this is my activism. This yeah. is the impact that I'm having. And I'm happy and relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> and available and playful. And... Yeah. I don't want to have an argument about that. I don't want to persuade you about why hmm. being agitated and oppositional and like fearful is not actually strategic. I'm just going to show you that there's a different way to be. That's still effective. It's not like I'm being lazy. It's not like I've given up the responsibility of, of being a, a, you know, a conscious actor in this time that we live in. Um, but I want to live in a way that's attractive and that people yeah. want, they, they're like, what are you doing i want some of that how come how come these opportunities are coming your way how come yeah how, how come how come you can just show up and be happy all the time how come you yeah. can deal with these conflicts that happen instead of like having this level of brittleness that it snaps and it's like well it's because of the emotional tone that we're intentionally cultivating and these relationships that you're describing keep us very well resourced yeah and so so that my immediate answer to you is kind of like mm. my instinct is like don't <laughs> don't mm. try and um recruit a lot of people or give them these taster experiences that invite them in but just yeah just prove there's a different way to be and and the people that are ready for that they'll come like the way that you came to the micro solidarity gathering and say hey there's something here i know there's something there and i want <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah that makes so much sense stick in everyday life be be a beacon for this way of being and and then talk about what 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 are the things you're doing and like, be be open for people to kind of join, but don't try to make them want it. Or, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And you've done an awesome job already as well about, you know, documenting your learning and being transparent about that process as well, which I think is quite attractive that it's like, I don't get the impression from you that, that you think you're hot shit and everyone should do what you're doing and say, this is what I'm learning. Yeah. This, is, this is working for me. This stuff I'm confused about, we're figuring yeah. it out. And I think that, yeah, that gives, I think that creates the context where people can, can trust you and be like, yeah, yeah I, I know that I can come towards you and get something and you're not going to, it doesn't feel like you've got an agenda. Like you said, like you're not trying to make people a certain way. Yeah. My agenda is that people have a good time. But yeah. Mm. Mm. That's kind of relaxing to hear. Um. <laughs> it's like I don't need an elaborate marketing strategy. <laughs> no. No. And I, my hope is that the Microsolidarity Network itself uh, kind of does a lot of the marketing that like it, it's gradually building more and more surface area yeah. so that someone can come in and, and, and they're like, oh, I live in Austria. It's like, well, I know who to send you to, or yeah. like, I'm a climate activist. Well, I know who to send you to, you know, that, that, that I think that's just like gradually starting to accumulate surface area to catch people. Yeah. Catch is a negative word. Welcome people. <laughs> yeah. Catch, catch like the hot bath catches you, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> When someone trips and is about to fall, you catch them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah, sweet. Um, I have a question. Uh, you might be able to anticipate it, which is, what's this business model? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this time there was none. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I personally, for myself, have come to the conclusion that I'm not going to be doing this kind of work unpaid. Um, mm. It's just too much. Like, I, I care too much about it. And I am giving too much to not have any kind of, like, um, yeah, any payback for that. Um, it was, I don't know, around 30, 40 hours of prep work and then being there for four days, like, fully and then some days after that still taking care of stuff so it's just like well that's um a lot of work um right now we're thinking about getting some erasmus funding to yeah. um kind of yeah have a series of these events with maybe some more training aspects as well and a little bit more content um that's one idea and the other is to either a hybrid or fully just tick, sell tickets uh, to people where this is kind of tricky in this space that we're navigating because a lot of people on the one hand expect support and care work to be free or unpaid for whatever reason um and on the other hand just realistically oftentimes don't have yeah um the kind of uh, financial resources to pay this work fully like it can be like some contribution towards paying the people that are involved um an okay-ish um compensation but um i think it's yeah if the aim is to do this for like civil society activist kind of people then um i think there needs to be some other model where it's not just fully tickets yeah yeah do you have uh experience with this that eu funding stuff like do you feel like you know how to get that get that rolling yeah we um so jan who was kind of the main other person doing this yeah. with me um he 
he has some experience um and we're kind of working together on another project that he got funding for with a different group and it's like yeah so there's okay. in our ecosystem there is uh, skills in <laughs> getting getting kind of funding yeah great yeah. um this is another thing that i'm interested in at the network level is like in my fantasy there's like 15 people like you which are getting paid full time to just do community building mm while I write the book about <laughs> what it is that you're doing and what you're learning. And, you know, there, there's some, there's some philanthropic source that's just paying you to do that, you know, yeah. that, because it is, it's just such an obvious hole at the moment that there's very few people yeah. with the skills and then those people can't afford to do it. It's like, we need to, we need to increase that capacity a lot. The hosting capacity for, for this kind of work is really crucial. Um, do you know the ULEX project in Catalonia? Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. Cause they, um, I've had some good conversations with them about funding. They, they, uh -huh. they're really experienced with this, especially Erasmus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just laughing because I was supposed to go there in November and then I was at ECT and didn't want to leave and decided to stay at ECT <laughs> instead of going to Ulex. <laughs> so it goes. Yep. Yep. I, I will go there at some point though. I have a hunch. It's a good um, place to learn. The other thought that I had about uh, money I wonder if it makes sense, like if it's not ticket sales, because I get that. Um, they're just, yeah, people that are putting so much energy into doing good stuff in the world that's not paying them very much, so they don't have a lot of spare cash lying around to pay you like a decent price for a ticket. Um, but do you think they might be up for paying like membership dues, you know, like 20 bucks a month or something for some mm -hmm. kind of online experience that then gives them priority access to coming to the next retreat or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about a model like that as well for the whole civil action network thing. Yeah. It's like how to both engage people long-term and not only have them come to one retreat or um, something like that. Um, but yeah, that uh, that could be something. It just requires creating some more offerings on a consistent basis um, mm. that will kind of be <laughs> be the price for, for yeah. that um, yeah, ticket yeah. or that, that membership. Um, yeah, there's um, there's some ideas flying around the space like this, but it's not super specific yet. But it's definitely something to consider. Yeah. I I even wonder if if how much you do need to promise, you know, like because it could be like for example, if you used Open Collective and you said we're going to do a, a monthly contribution, we're all you know whoever wants it is going to make a monthly contribution at ten bucks, twenty bucks a month, something like that, um, and we don't really know what the money is for yet. Yeah. But what we do know is that anyone who's contributed is going to have a vote on how we spend it. And mm -hmm. and I'd wonder if people would be up for that, for like growing this pot of money and without knowing what we're going to do. <laughs> what it's for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my sense is like within Civil Action Network, like the people that are more engaged with it, like in the core team, and there's like 20 to 30 people that kind of sometimes interact with the, the offerings that we put on that could be a base to start doing something like this and we're mm. kind of already doing that because it's an like a legal entity and it's an association and there's members of the association that pay a monthly contribution right. to pay for an office space and stuff so it's like kind of already happening in that okay. way but it's not like not in a public way we're not kind of inviting everybody to do that it's more yeah. like the people that are more more close to it yeah uh, so this is the other question then is like uh, after after the event itself, did you design anything about how participants stay in contact with each other or like, is there any ongoing digital connection or something like that? 
Yeah, there's a signal group that everybody's a part of. Um, it's not active right now, but um, it's actually a good point. I might throw some <laughs> some prompts for interaction in there. Um, and um, this kind of fell under the table for the moment because the year is wrapping up and stuff. But um, there will be things happening like next year where like these people that had an experience of what we did there will be probably the first to for us to invite them into the mm. new offerings um, yeah nice. yeah and 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 also like many of them are collaborators and friends anyway like we it's not like we reached far and wide it's, yeah yeah, 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 we yeah kind of pulled in the the people that were closest to us yeah i mean this for me is part of the question of like how do you not get exhausted um is you make sure that these peak experiences of gatherings are actually accumulating energy and it's not just getting all dispersed into random mm. corners of the world. It's like, it's actually in some kind of bounded system Yeah. so that you know that, yeah, you are contributing a lot at the moment, but you're feeding something which is going to be self-sustaining and that you know that you can, that will catch you next time you trip. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That actually brings up some ideas. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, I've got a hard stop at the hour. So yep. um, if there's any last thing that's on your mind, we can talk about it or else we can, we can wrap up. Mm -hmm. well it feels pretty good right now um, i think there's always more but <laughs> nothing that's really burning mm. um thanks thanks for the time and really enjoyed playing <laughs> so, yeah yep. yeah i'm like i said i'm really grateful for your transparent learning process mm. um i yeah i i'm like reflecting on this conversation and what you're doing i think is really important and I have this feeling of like, oh, sometimes I get a little bit too advisor mode, teacher mode, like mm. more than I want to be. And I what I like, that's fine. I I that's that's those are parts of me. But I want I think what I want to leave you with not is like, oh, my cool idea, but more like my just my deep love for what you're doing and, and mm. my commitment to like being being one of the people that supports you to keep doing it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah thanks a lot uh that means a lot and also want to speak to the parts of you that feel like you're too teachy sometimes that's also what i'm here for all right cool happy family time with christmas and all that yep thanks same to you see you soon Ciao, buddy. bye bye